So this next series is all about the Pout Pout Fish by Deborah Dyson. Deep in the water where the fish hang out lives a glummy, gloomy swimmer with an ever-present pout. I'm a pout pout fish with a pout pout face, so I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, 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 blub. Along comes a clam with a wide winning grin and a pearl of advice for her pal to take in. Hey, Mr. Fish, with your cross-town frown, don't you think it's time to turn it upside down? Says the fish to his friend, Nice thought, Miss Clam. I hear what you're saying, but it's just the way I am. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face, so I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. Blub. Blub, 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 blub. Along comes a jellyfish. He floats through the ocean, his tentacles all training in a gentle locomotion. Hey, Mr. Fish, with your daily scaly scowl, I wish you wouldn't greet us with a grimace and a growl. Says the fish to his friend, Mr. Jelly, I agree. I'd like to be more friendly, but it isn't up to me. I am a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face, so I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, 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 blub. Along comes a squid, quite a slender squiggly sight. She's squirmy, she's squelchy, she's slightly impolite. Hey, Mr. Fish, you kaleidoscope of mope. How about a smile, a little joy, a little hope? Says the fish to his friend. Mrs. Squid, I would try, but I haven't any choice. Take a look and you'll see why. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face. So I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, 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 blub. Along comes an octopus with eight great arms, covered on the underside with tiny sucker charms. Hey, Mr. Fish, let me tell it to you straight. Your hulky, bulky, sulking is an unattractive trait, says the fish to his friend. Mr. Eight, my chum, with a mouth like mine, I'm destined to be glub. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face, so I spread the dreary wearies all over the place. Blub. Blub, 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 blub. Now, along comes a fish in a silent silver shimmer. The gang has never seen before this bright and brilliant swimmer. She approaches Mr. Fish, but instead of saying hey, she plants a kiss upon his pout, and then she swims away. <gasps> Mr. Fish is most astounded. Mr. Fish is just aghast. He's stone-faced like a statue. Then he blinks and speaks at last. My friends, says Mr. Fish, I should have known all along. I thought that I was pouty, but 
it turns out I was wrong. I'm a kiss-kiss fish with a kiss-kiss face for spreading cherry cherries all over the place. So I'll smooch and I'll smooch and smooch and smooch and smooch and the end. Smile, pow pow fish. Smile, Mr. Fish. You look so down with your glum glum face and your pout-pout frown. No need to be worried, no need to be sad, no need to be scared, no need to be mad. How about a smooch and a cherub wish? Now you look happy. What a smile, Mr. Fish. The end. Fish in the Big Big Dark by Deborah Dyson A doozy of a drowsy made Miss Clam yawn, then a big current whooshed, and her pearl was gone. Mr. Fish swam forth. Miss Clam, don't weep. I'll find your pearl. That's a promise I'll keep. He swooped through the water, swishing close to the sand, and he eyed every inch of the busy bottom land. He found a mucky marble where he thought the pearl might be. Then a hidden voice whispered, It's further out to sea. So he swam a little deeper where the light grew dimmer. As his heart flit fluttered, Mr. Frisch grew grimmer. I'm fast as a fish. I'm strong as a shark. I'm smart as a dolphin. I'm scared of the dark. He kept on searching all along the ocean floor, through a reef, through a wreck, swimming far from the shore. Mr. Fish felt a pout-pout poach on his hope. Then the whisper from before said, It's down beyond the slope. So he swam a little deeper, where the light grew dimmer. As his heart flit-fluttered, Mr. Fish grew grimmer. I'm fast as a sailfish, I'm strong as a shark, I'm smart as a dolphin, but oh, I'm scared of the dark. A whirl of wriggly worms made a search team swirl, and they helped with the hunt for the yawn-gone pearl. But nothing was discovered. Mr. Fish felt despair. Then that soft voice whispered, in the trench, check there. So he swam a little deeper, where the light grew dimmer. As his heart flit fluttered, Mr. Fish grew grimmer. <sighs> I'm a fast as a sailfish. I'm strong as a shark. 
I'm smart as a dolphin. Oh my goodness. I am afraid of the dark. I am scared. I'm scared of the dark. I won't keep swimming in this heap deep black. I know I made a promise, but this fishing is heading back. Then a whisper, now familiar, whisk away his dread. You can do it, Mr. Fish, her sweet voice said. Though there wasn't any light, not the smallest slim glimmer, Mr. Fish felt braver. Cheered on by Miss Shimmer, two are faster than a sailfish, two are stronger than a shark, two are smarter than a dolphin, two are bigger than the dark. So they swam down together, holding fin to fin, when suddenly, <gasps> amazingly, light shone in. Mr. Fish said, yes! Miss Shimmer shouted, yay! There's Miss Clam's pearl. Hooray! Hooray! They smooched Mr. Lantern. Then they smiled as they swam, weaving back through the water to a happy Miss Clam. The whole gang gathered, feeling glorious and proud, as they swam in a circle, as they sang out loud. The ocean is wide and the ocean is deep, but friends help friends. That's a promise we keep. We are bigger, yes bigger, always big, big, bigger than the dark. Amen. The end. The Pout Pout Fish Goes to School by Deborah Dyson A long time ago, when Mr. Fish was very small, he headed off to school for the first time of all. With a smooch from his parents, and excited for his day, Mr. Fish rushed in. Then, he lost his way. The big fish around him knew exactly where to go, finding lockers, finding classes in a fast, smart flow. Mr. Fish left behind, with his grin sinking thin. Finally stopped at a doorway, and he shyly looked in. The class was doing writing, and most everybody knew it, so he tried to print his name, but he just couldn't do it. So he flub flub frowned, making blub blub bubbles, then he plopped down his pencil, and he counted off his troubles. Trouble one, I'm not smart. Trouble two, I'll never get it. Trouble three, I don't belong. So four, I should forget it. Do you think he should forget it? He floated with a frown down the long corridor. Then he sneak peeked a look through another room door. The class was drawing shapes, and most everybody knew it. So he tried to make a rumbus, but he just couldn't do it. So he flub flub frowned, making blub blub blubbles. Then he plopped down his pencil, and he counted off his troubles. Trouble one, I'm not smart. Trouble two, I'll never get it. Trouble three, I don't belong. So four, I should forget it. 
Do you think you should forget it? Let's see. He drifted down the hallway with a doubt-doubt face till he spied another doorway. <gasps> Maybe this was his place. The class was doing math and most everybody knew it. So he tried long division, but he just couldn't do it. So he flub-flub frowned, making blub-blub bubbles. Then he plopped down his pencil and he counted off his troubles. You know it. Trouble one, I'm not smart. Trouble two, I'll never get it. Trouble three, I don't belong. So four, <gasps> forget it. He rushed toward the exit. That's enough, I say. School is way too tough and I'm not going to stay. Then a soft, kind voice said, Don't you fret. You don't have to know things you haven't learned yet. Your classroom awaits. I'm your teacher, Miss Hewitt. I'm here to help you learn, and I know that you can do it. You're a fish who is smart. With practice you will get it. Young fish you belong. Don't you ever forget it. The student and the teacher swam a splish, splash, swish to a door with a sign marked brand new fish. Miss Hewitt said, good morning. I'm excited you're all here. Together we will have a spectacular year. Fact one, you are smart. Fact two, you can get it. Fact three, you belong. So four, don't you forget it. The class got to work and Miss Hewitt helped them through it. They listened and they tried and everyone could do it. Mr. Fish gave a grin. Goodbye, Blub Bubbles. No more doubt, doubt, worry. No more flub, flub troubles. He swam with his class, Miss Hewitt by his side, as the students and their teacher said with confidence and pride. Fact one, we are smart. Fact two, we can get it. Fact three, we belong. And four, we won't forget it. And there we have it. The end of the Pout Pout Fish Goes to School. So he finally figured out where he needed to be and everything was good. fish and the bully bully shark. Mr. Fish and all his friends love playing at the park. That is, until they're bullied by a misbehaving shark. Mr. Fish wants to help. He knows bullying is wrong, but he's just one fish. Is he really that strong? What do you think? Let's swim along with Mr. Fish and see what happens. Are we ready? Here we go. Deep in the ocean, on a warm, gentle day, bubbled lots of lovely laughter and the sounds of happy play. <laughs> There's a sign that says, Welcome to Tummy Tickle Park. Mr. Fish, his pals and buddies were together at the park, having fun and feeling welcome, when along came... <gasps> 
a shark. The shark showed his teeth, and he growled as he swam. Move aside, microfishes. It's my turn. Scram! Mr. Fish shrank back, and he felt very strange. The bright morning tilted, and the park began to change. The friends all around him seemed to shrink back too. Mr. Fish's face flattened. Oh, I just don't know what to do. Shark acted badly. Being mean is wrong. But I'm just one fish. Am I really that strong? The water slowly calmed and the friends found their way back to laughter-filled frolic and a cheery, cheery day. But the shark came round again and he used a bad name. He shouted, get lost! I'm the boss of this game. Mr. Fish shrank back with his feelings in a lump. Fair grew inside him in a weird, heavy clump. The friends all around him seemed to shrink back too. Mr. Fish's face furrowed. Hmm. Oh, I just don't know what to do. A shark acted badly. Being mean is wrong. But I'm just one fish. Am I really that strong? The friends tried again to enjoy their favorite park, but the shadow of their worries made the day seem really dark. The unmentioned tension grew when Shark reappeared. He stole a guppy's lunch. Fear the fin, he sneered. Mr. Fish shrank back, and his innards did a flop. His feelings tumble-jumbled. Would the awful ever stop? The friends all around him seemed to shrink back too. Mr. Fish's face fizzled. Oh, I just don't know what to do. Shark acted badly. Being mean is wrong. But I'm just one fish. Am I really that strong? He turned to leave the park feeling sad through and through. Then slowly came a thought. There was something he could do. What do you think it is? Words can make a difference when things go wrong. Yes, I'm just one fish, but my voice is strong. Mr. Fish turned back and directly faced the shark. It was time to talk straight about what had happened in the park. Mr. Sark, said Mr. Fish, you have broken up our fun. Bully isn't who you are, but it is what you have done. Nice. Go, Mr. Fish. Let's say that again. Mr. Shark, said Mr. Fish, you have broken up our fun. Bully isn't who you are, but it is what you have done. The things you did were mean, and that's not what we expect. So please leave until you're ready to treat us with respect. Go, Mr. Fish. As Mr. Fish spoke up and his words rang out loud, the friends all around him formed an upstanding crowd. Together they were stronger. Now none of them were scared. They cared about each other and the ocean world they shared. Soon Mr. Fish was laughing and his friends were having fun. 
taking turns and using empathy, each and every one. And they gave Mr. Brook a shark red that said how to be respectful. The park filled again with the joyful sounds of play, plus the confidence of knowing how to keep it that way. So here are the kind the park rules. Number one, be kind. Number two, be fair. Number three, if something goes wrong, speak up. And numbers four through twelve, have fun. We are kind, we are fair, we are all potential friends, so we speak up when we need to. That's how bullying ends. The end of the Pout Pout Fish and the Bully Bully Shark. So in this story, Mr. Pout Pout Fish has a list of people that he wants to buy gifts for, but he has some rules. He thinks they all should be big, and he thinks they all should be bright and perfect, and have meaning, and have a lot of bling, and so he searches and searches to find the right thing. So let's go for a swim with Mr. Fish and see what happens. In a festive ocean corner, fish were decking out the reef, hanging tinsel, bows and lights in a holiday motif. Voices laughed, voices sang, what a merry time of year, yet a certain gloomy fish wasn't feeling any cheer. Mr. Fish, with his list, wore a yuletide pout. I need presents for my friends, but time is running out. For a gift should be big, and a gift should be bright, and a gift should be perfect, guaranteed to bring delight. And a gift should have meaning, plus a bit of bling-zing, so I'll shop till I drop for each just right thing. At the first store he reached, Mr. Fish's eyes grew wide. The shelves were full of baubles. How could any fish decide? Shiny trinkets, handy gadgets, choices more and more galore, and yet nothing seemed quite right. Guess I'll try the shop next door. For a gift should be big, and a gift should be bright, and a gift should be perfect, guaranteed to bring the light. And a gift should have meaning, plus a bit of bling-zing, so I'll shop till I drop for each just right thing. In a tizzy busy crowd, shoppers everywhere beside him, Mr. Fish spied a banner for the season's hottest item. Giant holiday fun balls, while supplies last. Mr. Fish hustle-bustled over, but they just sold out. Mr. Fish's hopes wobbled in a bout of pout-doubt. For a gift should be big, and a gift should be bright, and a gift should be perfect, guaranteed to bring delight. And a gift should have meaning, plus a bit of bling-zing, so I'll shop till I drop for each just right thing. He reached the final store and was very first in line. 
but his shopping plans were dashed. We're closed, said the sign. There were no stores left. There was no place to go. Mr. Fish had nothing. Not a single gift to show. <gasps> oh no. <gasps> oh, a gift should be big. And a gift should be bright. And a gift should be perfect. Guaranteed to bring delight. And a gift should have meaning. Plus a bit of bling zing. But I've shopped till I plopped. And I don't have a thing. Mr. Fish's face sank in a crestfallen frown. I'll have to miss the party. I've let all my friends down. Then a gentle voice jingled. Mr. Fish, not true. All you really need to bring is the one and only you. If you want to give some presents, it's not too late to start, for the best gifts of all come straight from the heart. With the help of Miss Shimmer, sharing laughter, fun, and grins, Mr. Fish made gifts with his very own fins. Later at the party, Mr. Fish passed them out, and he felt very merry. This is what today's about. For his gifts were big, and his gifts were bright, and his gifts were perfect, and they all brought delight. And his gifts had meaning, plus a bit of bling zing. And his each and every friend loved their just right thing. All were happy, all were laughing, all were talking, all were singing, all were sharing in the season and the goodwill it was bringing. Mr. Fish joined his friends and he felt his heart lift. They had peace joy and love. What a very merry gift. The end. The Pout Pout Fish Far, Far From Home by Deborah Dyson. Mr. Fish sent off for flyers and he studied each location. Then he picked the perfect place for his very first vacation. Amazing sights to see and only one day's journey there. So he planned and he prepped and he packed his bags with care. I'm a fish who'd like to travel. I'm a fish who'd like to roam. And I'm ready for adventure on my trip away from home. He started bright and early, feeling fresh and fishy fine. And his trip was going great. Till a flashing orange sign. May I help? asked a ray. Do you need a local map? There's an easy way around it. You can be there in a snap. Mr. Fish said thanks, and he started off anew. The route he maneuvered had a marvelous view. I'm a fish who loves to travel. I'm a fish who loves to roam. And I'm having an adventure on my trip away from home. He circled around the roundabout and soon was back on track. And his trip was going great. 
until he reached for his snack. Oh no, it was all gone. May I help? asked an eel. Do you need a place to eat? There's a briny good diner on the very next street. Mr. Fish said thanks, and he found the place. Their flavorful creations put a smile on his face. I'm a fish who loves to travel. I'm a fish who loves to roam. And I'm having an adventure on my trip away from home. Refreshed and full of zest, Mr. Fish hit the road. And his trip was going great. Till... A bump jarred his load. Oh no, all his stuff is all over the place. May I help? asked a crab. Seems your luggage overflowed. There's a rest stop ahead. We can re-secure your load. Mr. Fish said thanks, and they handled the repair. His day had been exhausting, but the end was nearly there. I'm a fish who loves to travel, I'm a fish who loves to roam, and I'm having an adventure on my trip away from home. He finally reached the lodge, found his room, and got unpacked, and his trip was going great, till he saw what he lacked. Oh, I really thought I brought it, and his heart beat faster. I forgot my snoozy snuggly. Oh, my vacation's a disaster. Do you think his vacation's a disaster? He forgot his snoozy snuggly. What's going to happen now? I don't like to travel and I don't like to roam. This is not a great adventure. I just want to go home. He felt sad and dreary weary, although all his plans were falling through. But he'd come so far. Was there something he could do? What do you think? What could he do? He took a deep breath. <sighs> it soothed his commotion. A thought reached out all the way across the ocean. I miss you very much. I don't like that we're apart, but until we're back together, I will hold you in my heart. Aww. Feeling warm and snug with love, Mr. Fish fell asleep, and he woke the next morning with exciting plans to keep. His vacation was fantastic, full of happy and hurrah. What amusing things he tried, what amusing sights he saw. When his trip was finally over, he reflected on his stay, the things that he had learned and who he'd met along the way. Not every single part of a trip goes swell, but the detours and the bumps are the trip as well. I'm a fish who loves to travel, and I'm a fish who loves to roam, and I had a great adventure. Now it's just nice to be back home. The end.
this is the Pout Pout Fish and the best worst day ever. Ring, ring, ring. The Pout Pout Fish's clock tried to wake him, but he didn't want to get out of bed. He clicked off the alarm and drifted back to slumberland. Oh no, the Pout Pout Fish woke with a start. Now it was very late. That made him glum. As he rushed to get ready for school, he found his backpack hiding under a pile of dirty laundry. That made him gloomy. An unhappy Pout Pout Fish gobbled his breakfast so fast he couldn't even taste it. Blub, 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 he said. Nothing is going right today. When he darted out the door, he got lost in the hustle and bustle of creatures zipping this way and that. Are you all right? asked a little fish named Sonny, who came swishing over. She was in his class at school. Oh, I'm having a dreary, weary day, the pout-pout fish said. Leave your dreary worries behind, Sonny said. If we hurry, we can still get to school on time. I doubt it, said the pout-pout fish. They got to school just after the bell rang. The principal shooed them inside. Please don't be late again tomorrow. The pout-pout fish groaned. We promise, Sonny said with a smile. In their classroom, Miss Hewitt was saying good morning to everyone. She asked the two latecomers to put away their things and join the others on the story rug. It was time for morning meeting. Let's talk about our day, said Miss Hewitt. Hmm, let's not, grumbled the pout-pout fish. Later that morning, the class dove into a fun art project. Miss Hewitt wanted them to make selfie sculptures. The pout-pout fish couldn't get his to look like he wanted. Mm, blub, 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 he said. He felt like giving up. Sunny showed him her selfie. It looked a lot like his. I like yours more than mine, she said with a laugh. It seemed surprising to the pout-pout fish how much she loved to laugh and smile. At recess, Sunny's smile wavered for a moment when she bumped herself during a game. She scraped a few scales, but gave the pout-pout fish a grin as he helped her up. Don't worry, she said. I'm okay. Miss Hewitt asked Sunny to visit the nurse. The pout-pout fish said he would go with her. The nurse cleaned Sonny's scrapes and gave her a bright bandage. Sonny and the pout-pout fish swam back to their classroom. Thank you for keeping me company, she said to him. Soon it was time for lunch. Sonny checked her backpack and saw that her lunch sack was missing. Oh no, it must have fallen out when we were rushing to school, she said. Today is just going from bad to worse, thought the pout-pout fish, but he was happy to share his food with Sunny. Ring, ring, the school day was over. It was time to pack up and go. Oh, that was the worst day ever, said the pout-pout fish as they swam home. For me, it was the best worst day ever, said Sunny with a smile. Well, what do you mean? asked the pout-pout fish. He reminded her of all the things that had gone wrong. You were late to school, your art project looked messy, 
you got hurt, and you lost your lunch sack. Yes, but I also found a brand new friend, said Sunny. The day suddenly felt a whole lot better to the grumpy, gloomy fish. His pout turned upside down. Sonny was right. It was the best, worst day ever. The end. The Pout Pout Fish and Trash Talk The Rock Bottom School Race was only a week away. The Pout Pout Fish was training hard to get ready. Every day, he went for a long swim. He wanted to get stronger and faster. Every night, he went to bed early. He wanted to make sure to get lots of rest. Sheldon was also in the race. He was in an older class. In the lunchroom, he liked to brag about his speed. You little slowpokes don't stand a chance, he said. He gobbled up his food and left his trash on the table. Please clean up after yourself, Sheldon, said the pout pout fish. We all have to do our share to keep our ocean home in ship shape. Don't be so fussy, said Sheldon. The ocean is a big place. A little trash never hurt anyone. He swam away and left the pout-pout fish to clean up after him. The pout-pout fish frowned. He did not like Sheldon's trashy talk. He did not like Sheldon's messy behavior. And he did not like Sheldon calling him a slowpoke. When race day arrived, a big crowd was gathered at the starting line. The pout-pout fish looked around. Blub, 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 blub. Everyone seemed sleek and strong. He was worried. He was wearing number 25. Ready, set, go! The starter shouted. The race was underway. The pout-pout fish found himself at the back of the pack. Sheldon was far ahead, nowhere in sight. The pout-pout fish didn't give up. He kept swimming as fast as he could. Soon he started passing one fish after another. His hard training was paying off. He spotted his rival way in front of the pack. Sheldon was going strong. He looked around to see who was behind him and saw the pout-pout fish. It's my turn to clean up today, Sheldon taunted, not looking where he was going. All of a sudden, Sheldon was tangled up in a pile of trash at the side of the race course. One leg was stuck in a plastic bottle. A claw was wrapped in a nylon net. Sheldon was going nowhere fast. The pout-pout fish didn't think twice. He stopped to help Sheldon. In a flash, he got him untangled. Together, they gathered up the garbage and took off again. The race for first place was back on. Up ahead, the pout-pout fish could see the finish. He swam hard and sprinted his way across the line, but he was in second place, just behind Sheldon. Sheldon knew he couldn't have done it on his own. He gave the pout-pout fish his medal. You deserve the prize, he said. Thank you for stopping to help me clean up my act. Today, a happy pout-pout fish felt like the big winner. The end.
This is the Pout Pout Fish and the story of the talent show. In the Pout Pout Fish's Kinder Guppy class, Clara Clam loved to make her teacher and classmates laugh. Every day she shared a new joke or riddle. What's slippery and shocking? she asked during morning meeting. Nobody knew the answer. Electricity! Eli thought that was especially funny. During recess, Clara cracked everyone up again. How do you cut water? she asked while they were playing among the coral. Hmm, that was a hard one. Everybody finally gave up. With a seesaw! Ha ha ha, Clara said. The pout pout fish wished he were funny like Clara. He also wished he could laugh like his friend Sonny. Sonny had a great big belly laugh that bubbled up so loud and happy it made everyone around her laugh too. It seemed to the pout pout fish that everyone had a special talent. Octavian made the best pictures. He could draw anything and with brushes, markers and crayons in his tentacles he was also the fastest. Eli told the best stories Kai was the strongest athlete in gym class, and Finley had a way of being so calm and quiet that everyone around him felt relaxed and peaceful. The pout pout fish didn't know what his special talent was, so he tried copying his classmates. At morning meeting, he raised a fin and asked a riddle, Why are fish so smart? But everyone knew the punchline. Because they are always in schools, his classmates shouted. That made the pout-pout fish feel like he was very unfunny. Later, when Miss Hewitt said something hilarious, he tried to make his laugh into a great big bubbly belly laugh. But it didn't come out quite right. Are you okay? asked his teacher. It sounds like you have something stuck in your throat. The pout-pout fish lost his sense of humor the rest of the morning. In gym class, he wanted to show how fast and strong he was, but on the agility course, he took a tumble. <sighs> that really sank his spirits. On the way back to the classroom, he felt very sad. His friends noticed, but nobody knew what was wrong. Finley swam next to him calmly, and soon the pout-pout fish felt ready to talk about it. You are all so clever and talented, he said. One by one, he went around the room and named his classmates special talents. But, but I'm not especially good at anything, he said. Oh, that's not true at all, said Sonny. When we are playing a game, you notice when somebody's feeling left out. You are the best noticer of us all. That's right, said Octavian. You look so carefully at my pictures and always tell me how nice they are. When I tell stories, said Eli, nobody's ever paying closer attention than you. And in gym class, added Kai, you pay attention to what everyone is doing and you're always cheering us on. 
the pout-pout fish felt so much better. Maybe his friends were right. He did love to notice all the special things his clever and talented classmates were doing. Was that his special talent? Clara's special talent helped him know for sure. Well, pout-poutfish, she said, I guess this proves you have perfect eyesight. What do you mean? he asked. Because you see things about us better than anyone, she said. That made everyone giggle and give a great big cheer for the pout-poutfish, their clever and talented classmate, and the best noticer of them all. The end. The Pout-Pout Fish and the Clean-Up Crew The Pout-Pout Fish and the other kinderguppies had been busy all morning with fun games and projects. Now they were getting ready for a special picnic lunch in the rock garden at their school. Before the pout-pout fish and his classmates could leave for lunch, there was one thing left to do. "'What time is it, class?' asked Miss Hewitt. "'It's tidy-up time,' everyone answered. "'That's right,' Miss Hewitt said. "'And today, the pout-pout fish is captain of our clean-up crew.' The pout-pout fish was excited that it was his turn to be captain. He wanted to do a good job. He made sure everyone had a task. A few classmates grumbled, but Miss Hewitt had taught them something important. Cleaning up, she said, shows we care. He helped Kai put away games. Finley and Clara returned art supplies to the cabinets. The bookshelves needed organizing. Octavian knew just where every title belonged. Sonny collected crayons. Eli made sure they were sharp. After the pout-pout fish checked that everybody had cleaned their tables and put away their own papers and notebooks, he decided the classroom looked ship-shape. Starfish stickers for everyone, Miss Hewitt said, as her students swam out the door. And two for today's captain. At the school's picnic area, the pout-pout fish was feeling proud. Even better, his special picnic basket was stuffed with all his favorite things. What a delicious meal! He and his friends had a wonderful time. But then, the pout-pout fish's happy feeling vanished. He noticed that the rock garden didn't look as nice as when they'd found it. The overflowing garbage can had tipped over. Trash was drifting here and there, tangling up in coral and piling up on rocky ledges. The sandy floor was littered with bottles and bags, cups and containers. Before the kinderguppy class could leave, the cleanup crew's captain knew there was one thing left to do. What time is it, everyone? he asked. It's tidy up time, everyone answered. The class worked together to clean up the mess. As they did, they talked about how to prevent future messes. Miss Hewitt told them about the three R's. Reduce, reuse, and recycle. Who knows what these words mean, she asked. 
Reduce means to use less, said Eli. That's right, said their teacher. Sometimes you don't really need what you think you need. When you do, choose things that have the least amount of packaging. My little seaweed stack came in this giant carton, said Finley. It didn't need all that. Reuse means to use something again, said Kai. Correct you are, said Miss Hewitt. Before you throw away a bag or a box, think about ways you might be able to use it again. I can make a very nice bracelet out of all these straws, said Octavian. Recycle means to put plastic and metal in separate bins, said Sonny, where they will be taken away and converted into new kinds of plastic and metal. A recycle doesn't even need training wheels, <laughs> joked Clara. Reduce, reuse, recycle. That's a good rule to remember, said the pout-pout fish. And we know something else important to remember. The kinder gruppy clean-up crew smiled. Cleaning up, they said together, shows we care. The end. The pout-pout fish and help wanted. One afternoon, the pout-pout fish went over to his friend Sonny's house for a visit. It was the first time he had been invited to her home. He was very excited and a little nervous. To make it a perfect playdate, he had brought something amazing to show her. Her home was bright and colorful. Everywhere he looked, he saw something unusual. He was surprised how different it was from his cozy home on the other side of the reef. Would you like to work on the seashell castle I am building? she asked. Of course, said the pout-pout fish. He had never built such a fancy model before, and he didn't know if he could do it right, but he thought he could figure it out. He turned out to be more like a bulldozer than a builder. His tower tipped over and broke the drawbridge. The pout-pout fish felt like diving into the deep, deep dark. Don't worry, I can fix it later, said Sonny. Why don't we play with something else? She brought out her new submarine scooter that she had gotten for her birthday. Wow! She could zip and zoom so fast. The pout-pout fish couldn't wait to try it. Do you know how to ride it? asked Sonny. Only a minnow just out of the egg doesn't know how to ride a scooter, the pout-pout fish thought. He didn't want her thinking he was a baby. Sure, he said. Crash! Smash! The pout-pout fish lost control and flip-flopped. He felt like a foolish little fry after all. Hmm, maybe we should do something more relaxing, said Sonny. Let's make friendship bracelets. She used the pout-pout fish's favorite colors of seagrass to braid him a handsome charm for his tail. The pout-pout fish tried his best to make one for Sonny, but all he could weave was a tangle of knots. He was very upset. He felt like he was ruining their visit. <sighs> I don't know how to do anything, he said. That's not true, said his friend. The only thing you don't know how to do is ask for help. Sonny's encouraging words cheered him up. Let me show you how to fix your bracelet, she said. She twisted and braided until the pout-pout fish understood how to do it himself. 
Soon he had made a beautiful band to give his friend. Now the pout pout fish had a question for Sunny. Will you teach me how to ride your scooter? Of course, said Sunny. She showed him what to do and helped him practice. Soon the pout pout fish was zipping around faster than a whirlpool. There was something else he wanted to try. Could we rebuild the seashell castle together? You can show me how to do it. Together they rebuilt the palace with a new tower that was straight and strong. As he was getting ready to go home, the pout pout fish remembered that he had brought something to show his friend. It was a clever trick he had taught himself. With Sunny looking, he covered a small pebble with an empty shell. Then he waved a magic coral wand, and presto! He revealed a big, shiny pearl. Sunny thought it was the best trick she had ever seen. Can you show me how to do that? Of course, said the pout pout fish. Sometimes a little help from your friend can be magic. The end. The pout pout fish and sick day. Blub, blub, blub. <coughs> the pout pout fish woke up with a bad cold. As he tried to get ready for school, his head was swimming, and he ached from tip to tail. The pout-pout fish knew he should stay home. He needed to rest and get better. He put away his backpack, then he curled up in his bed of seaweed and fell right back to sleep. When he woke up again, staying in bed didn't seem so bad. He cuddled with his snoozy snuggly, and together they read their favorite book. Then they pretended the bed was a flying ship that could shoot up out of the ocean into the skies above. But soon they splashed down, as the pout-pout fish started to get tired and dizzy. Blub, blub, blub. <coughs> <coughs> the pout-pout fish was still feeling achy, and now he was also feeling bored. He was stuck at home in his seaweed bed, while his friends were having a great time at school. He pictured them darting into nooks and disappearing into crannies, as they played an exciting game of hide-and-seek at recess. He imagined his friends were learning all sorts of new things. He was sure he would never catch up. And he was missing music day. Once a week, Miss Hewitt taught the class a bubbly new song. The pout-pout fish sank sadly down into his bed. He felt worse than ever. Meanwhile, the school day was not going at all how the pout-pout fish was imagining. On the playground, the kinder guppies didn't play hide-and-seek. It was the pout-pout fish's favorite game and they decided it wouldn't be the same without him. During Miss Hewitt's lessons, Octavian took careful notes so the kindergarten's absent classmate wouldn't fall behind. During music time, they didn't feel much like singing. It just wasn't the same without the pout-pout fish. 
But then Miss Hewitt helped them invent a new song, a song about how much they missed their glum-faced chum. After school, a group of kinderguppies swam off. They were on a mission. The pout-pout fish was surprised to see his friends. He was even more surprised to hear the song they sang for him. Dear pout-pout fish, when you are out-out sick, all of us have one one wish. Get well and come back, back back quick. The sweet and silly song made him feel much better. After saying goodbye to his friends, the pout-pout fish got comfy and cozy in his seaweed bed. Even though he'd missed school, he had learned something new. Friendship is the best medicine. I agree. The end. The pout-pout fish and looking for trouble. One afternoon, the pout-pout fish was swimming around with some of his friends. Let's play tag, said Sonny. I'm not it. Not it, cried everyone except the pout-pout fish. He didn't mind being it to get the game started. Soon he regretted being such a good sport. He could not catch anyone. Either his friends were extra speedy, or he was extra slow today. This game is no good, he thought. Just then, Steffi and Clara darted right in front of him. Can't catch me, said the squid. Can't catch me, said the clam. The pout-pout fish dove, but missed them both. Instead, he scraped his tail. Ouch! he shouted. His friends paused the game to make sure he was okay. It wasn't a big scrape. After a few trembles and tears, the pout-pout fish was feeling fine. Be careful, pout-pout fish, said Steffi and Clara. Let's play. I will be it now, said Sonny. With shouts and squeals, everyone darted away. The pout-pout fish scooted off with Flo and Ray, two very slithery creatures who joined the fun. As Sunny came closer, the pout-pout fish tried to slip under a ledge with them and bumped his nose. Stop the game, said Flo. Pout-pout fish is hurt again, said Ray. You keep finding trouble, said Steffi. Maybe you need a break, said Clara. The pout-pout fish's frown was bigger than ever. It wasn't a bad bump, but he decided Clara was right. Stay right here, said Ray. Don't flick a flipper. It's for your own good, pout-pout fish. You don't know what could happen next, said Clara. The pout-pout fish sighed a big burst of bubbles. <sighs> he was going to miss out on the rest of the game. But his friend Sonny knew what he was thinking. We won't play tag with you, she said. We'll stay right here and keep you safe. Everyone agreed with Sonny. They didn't want their friend to have any more troubles. Aw, that made the pout-pout fish feel better. And after swimming all around, it was nice to sit and take it easy with his friends. At first, all of them chatted and told stories and jokes. But soon, they ran out of things to say. They grew quiet. Many of them fell fast asleep. The pout-pout fish felt very safe and very bored. And then he realized something. Oh no, he said. What's wrong? asked Sonny. 
I am fine, said the pout-pout fish, but sitting around and waiting for something terrible to happen, when we should be playing and having fun, is no good. It is worse than a scrape on your fin or a bump on your nose. The pout-pout fish darted off. Let's play tag, he said, and I am not it. As they scurried this way and that, the rest of the afternoon, there were a couple of more bumps and scrapes. Ray bruised his tail, and Steffi twisted a tentacle. But, after making sure they were okay, the friends got right back to their game. Nobody looked for trouble, and they all found fun. What a great message. The Pout Pout Fish and Space Chase One morning, Miss Hewitt announced that the Kinderguppy class was launching a special mission. You mean like a rocket ship? asked the pout-poutfish. Their teacher smiled. I mean that today we are going to explore the wonders of outer space. Each of you will choose a space topic to report on in front of the class. That will be far out of this world, said Eli. <laughs> Too far, said Steffi. What does outer space have to do with the ocean? Hmm. Why don't we find out, said their teacher. Five, four, three, two, one. Let the space chase begin. Blast off. Everyone rushed to pick an interesting topic. I choose the planets in our solar system, said Octavian, who loved to handle more than one thing at a time. I bet Sonny chooses the sun, said Clara. She can choose whatever subject she wants, said Miss Hewitt. Where would we be without everyone's favorite star? Sonny asked. I am happy to learn more about it. As his classmates settled on their choices, the pout-poutfish imagined flying up, 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 out of the ocean, through the blue skies, and into the darkness above. Rocketing into space seemed like a lot like diving down into the big, big dark. For his topic, the pout-poutfish decided to stay close to home. He chose the moon. Miss Hewitt said it seemed like a very good choice. Miss Hewitt helped all the students find classroom library books filled with pictures and information about their topics. The pout-poutfish discovered two books about the moon to read and explore. The students all worked hard on their presentations. They read and drew. They cut out props and practiced what they were going to say. Finally, it was time for their space mission to begin. Miss Hewitt let them choose the order in which the students would present their space topic. The pout-poutfish was last, and Octavian went first. There are eight planets in our solar system, the octopus said, holding a model of each planet in his tentacles. They all circle the sun, but Earth is the only planet with water where we can live. He wowed them with many more facts about the planets. Steffi talked about pictures in the sky known as constellations. They are formed by drawing imaginary lines between certain stars. Many constellations are pictures of sea creatures, such as a crab, a whale, and a porpoise. One of the best known is Pisces, a constellation of two fish.
Why are there no clam constellations? asked Clara. The pout-pout fish laughed, even though he was starting to feel nervous about getting up in front of the class. One by one, other students took their turn. Sonny talked about how the sun's light feeds the ocean plants that many sea creatures eat. Heat from the sun also helps cause waves and currents, and it keeps our water the right temperature. Eli blew them away by talking about flying objects called asteroids. An asteroid is a big rock in the sky that blasts through space faster than you can imagine. 66 million years ago, a giant asteroid the size of a mountain hit the ocean. Ash and dust from the impact blocked sunlight, causing the planet to cool down and ice to cover parts of the Earth. The pout-pout fish shivered, but it wasn't from hearing about the cold. It was his turn next. Deep breath. You can do this, he told himself. You might think the moon is just another big rock in the sky, the pout-poutfish began, but it is so much more. As it circles our planet, the moon causes an invisible force to make the ocean's tides go up and down. That sounds like magic, said Clara. That sounds like a force called gravity, said Miss Hewitt. The pout-pout fish amazed his classmates with more moon facts. The moon looks like it is covered with land and seas, he said. Far out, said Eli. Let's all move to the moon. But there's no water on the moon, the pout-pout fish added. What we see when we look at the moon are dry plains and basins. The moon is our nightlight. When our part of the earth is turned away from the sun at night, the sun sneaks us a little light by bouncing it off the moon and down to us. The pout-poutfish smiled at his friend Sonny. The sunshine helps us see the moon, and I think it helps the moon feel less alone in the dark. Miss Hewitt said it was the perfect ending to the Kinder Guppy's exciting day and when she sent them outside for recess, a proud pout-poutfish had one more thing to say to all his fellow explorers. Let the space chase begin! The end. The Pout-Poutfish and Opposite Day One morning, the pout-poutfish met his friends, Eli and Octavian, at the park. He was the last to arrive. It's awful to see you, said Eli with a great big smile. That's not nice, said the pout-poutfish. Eli laughed. Turn your pout inside out. I mean, I'm happy to see you. We've decided that today is opposite day, so we're saying the opposite of what we mean. Up means down, and big means small, said Octavian. Ah, said the pout-poutfish. I can't play that game. Why not? asked Eli. It's just... <laughs> I think he has already started playing, said Octavian. I get it, said Eli, and they all laughed. Let's not build a sandcastle, said the pout-poutfish. 
Let's each not build one, said Eli, as he and Octavian got busy. Mine will be the smallest one of all. We'll see, said Octavian. The pout-pout fish worked hard on his castle. He made giant walls and tall turrets, and he liked what he had done. He was sure his castle would be the opposite of the smallest one of all. But when he looked around, he saw that his castle wasn't as big and grand as the others. My castle is the tiniest, said Octavian. Of course it is, huffed Eli. You have so few tentacles, and that makes it harder for you. The pout-pout fish didn't want to squabble. Let's do something else, he suggested. You mean let's do nothing, said Octavian in opposite talk. I know, said Eli. Let's clean up our castles. He charged straight into his, knocking it over and messing it all up. It looked like so much fun, the other two did the same with their castles. Then the pout-pout fish said he wanted to show his two friends a not-special place he'd found the other day. It's very ugly, he promised, as they travelled across the sea-bed. Wow, said Octavian. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen, said Eli, amazed at the secluded reef's beauty. Then the pout-pout fish spotted something he hadn't noticed before. Don't look here, he said. It's not the entrance to a cave. The three of them peeked inside. Ooh, we should definitely explore that, Eli said. It looks very uninteresting. You're right, said Octavian. I, I, I mean, you're wrong. <laughs> the, octop the octopus slipped inside and disappeared. The other two followed. Even when his eyes got used to the gloom, the pout-pout fish couldn't see much. This is... fun, he said, when he was definitely feeling the opposite. Octavian scooted around the corner. Stay away, he called. His two friends followed, swimming deeper into the dark. After going up one passage and down another, the pout-pout fish felt all turned around. I think we might be lost, he said. I hope you mean we're not lost, said Eli. No, we're definitely lost, said Octavian. The pout-pout fish didn't understand what anybody was saying. I'm declaring an end to opposite day. I'm worried that we might be lost. Oh, no, said Eli. I was saying I hope you were saying we were not lost. And I was saying that we are definitely not lost, said Octavian. I know the way out. Octavian was right. He did know the way out. He led them out of the dark and gloomy place. <sighs> what a relief to be back at the reef, said Eli. It sure is awful, I, I mean wonderful, to be safe and sound with you, said the pout-pout fish, glad that opposite day was over and positive that he was saying exactly what he meant. The End The Pout-Pout Fish and Vanishing Act One afternoon at recess, the Pout-Pout Fish saw Sunny swim off to a corner of the playground all by herself. She seemed sad. 
he hadn't seen her smile all day. It was time to cheer up his friend, and he knew just how to do it. The Pow Pow Fish had been practicing a new magic trick. Look, Sonny, he said. I can make a coin disappear in my special hat. He picked up one of the many gold doubloons scattered on the sleeve floor around their shipwreck school. Then he dropped it into his upside-down hat and said, Abracadabra! The pout-pout fish turned his hat over. Nothing fell out. The coin is gone, he said proudly. I bet you didn't think I could make something vanish. Sunny did not say a word. Instead, she looked even sadder and swam away. Miss Hewitt drifted over. What's happening here? she asked. The pout-pout fish told her that his coin trick had upset Sunny instead of cheering her up. I'm sure that's not right, but let me go talk to her, said the teacher. Kai and Eli stopped their game of chase and wanted to know what was going on. Are you and Sunny having an argument? Kai asked. No, said the pout-pout fish, but something is upsetting her. Clara was having a pretend picnic with Steffi. Maybe she ate too much lunch today and has a bellyache. The squid disagreed. Hmm. I think she ate too little and is feeling light-headed. Octavian closed all the books he had been reading and said he knew what might be bothering Sunny. Sometimes we have a pop quiz after recess. Maybe she's worried about not knowing the right answers. The pout-poutfish wished he knew the right answer about his friend. While the other kinder-guppies were talking, Sunny told her teacher what was bothering her. She was moving away with her family. Miss Hewitt listened as Sunny talked about the move and the feelings she was having about it. After Miss Hewitt gave her a big hug, she asked Sunny if she was ready to share the news with her classmates. Sonny said yes, and their teacher called everyone over. In a quiet voice, Sonny announced that she was moving away to a new home. I'm excited about it, but I'm also sad, because I'll be leaving this class, she said. Everyone was very upset when they heard the news. Nobody wanted their friend Sonny to leave. Miss Hewitt asked all her sad students to settle down in a circle. She said she would tell them a story. Once upon a time, I was a small fry in a class like this one. One of my best friends was a crab named Lola. She was the nicest sea creature I had ever met. She had sharp claws, but she was so gentle and kind. Lola and I loved to play school together. She always let me be the teacher. She said I did such a good job and that she knew I would become a wonderful teacher when I grew up. One day, Lola had to move to a new undersea home far away. Even though we might visit sometimes, it was hard to say goodbye. But after she left, I realized my friend had not really gone. None of the kind things she had done for me had disappeared. I remembered them all. And even now, 
as I get ready for each and every school day, I think of her telling me that I would be a wonderful teacher. As he listened to Miss Hewitt's story, the poutfish understood why his magic trick had upset his friend. He had made something disappear at a time Sonny was feeling sad about going away. She was afraid their friendship would disappear. He picked up his hat and swam over to show it to her. The gold coin was inside, hidden in a secret compartment. He had not made it vanish. My magic is just pretend, he said to Sonny. Your friendship is the real magic for us all. Aww. The under other kinder guppies agreed. One by one, they each said something about Sonny that they admired or appreciated. Kai said she was very good at tag. Octavian said she was smart and always knew the right answers. Eli thanked her for sharing her lunch with him once or twice and asked if she had any lunch left to share today because he was hungry. That was when the pout-pout fish heard the sound of Sonny's laugh for the first time all day. It was a sound he knew he would never forget and something that would never ever vanish even after they said goodbye. And he also knew he was a great letter writer. The end. The Pout Pout Fish and Cramped Quarters One morning the Pout Pout Fish sprang out of his seaweed bed and bumped his tail on the table. Ouch! Then he stubbed his fin against a wall. Oof! The Pout Pout Fish looked all around him. What a cramped, uncomfortable, uncomfortable place it was. This home is too small, he said to his snoozy snuggly. I wish we had a big new house. A distant rumble interrupted his daydream. Above the ocean surface, a storm was raging. Thunder crashed, lightning flashed. As fierce winds blew and giant waves churned, a strong current swept deep under the surface. It lifted silt off the ocean floor and made it hard to see. It pushed aside anyone in its way. The pout-pout fish heard someone at his door. It was Octavian. Can I come in out of this chaotic current? he asked. I'm losing my grip on things. Of course, said the pout-pout fish, but be careful. It's a little cramped in here. Not at all, said Octavian, settling in a corner. I'm used to much tighter spaces. The pout-pout fish was fixing a snack for his visitor when he heard another voice at his door. Actually, it was another two voices. It was Ray and Flo, his stingray and flounder friends. Hi, said Ray. The water is wild today. Hey, said Flo. Would you mind if we sheltered with you for a bit? Of course not, said the pout-pout fish, if you can squeeze in. As the pout-pout fish wondered how he could ever be a good host in such a small space, he heard more voices outside his door, many more voices. Kai had been out shopping and the heavy current had nearly swept him off into the deep, deep dark. An elderly turtle was finding swimming a struggle. A squad of sea snakes was all turned around and tangled up. 
the pout-pout fish urged everyone to come in and make themselves as comfortable as they could. As he swished this way and that to take care of them, he got too busy to worry about how cramped and crowded his little place was. Outside the storm current surged. Inside everyone's spirits rose. They sang silly songs in loud voices. They played games that brought on shouts and laughs. It became an unexpected party, and the visitors insisted their host was the fish of honor. They all thanked him for taking care of them. They were so grateful. Gradually, the storm passed, and the crazy current settled down. Ray and Flo were the first to leave, followed by Octavian waving goodbye. Then the sea snakes slithered out, and Kai said he would escort the old sea turtle home. Now it was just the pout-pout fish and his snoozy snuggly. The pout-pout fish looked all around him. Hmm, what a roomy, comfortable place it was. This home is just right, he said to his snoozy snuggly. The pout-pout fish was so happy. He couldn't imagine living anywhere else. Guess it's just a matter of perspective. The end. The Pout Pout Fish and New Adventure It was day 100 of the school year, and the kinderguppies were ready to celebrate being together for such a long time. Finley had decorated himself with 100 polka dots. Kai, Clara, Steffi, and Eli had each brought 25 healthy snacks to share because they knew that 25 plus 25 plus 25 plus 25 equals 100. But the pout-pout fish knew that for one newcomer it was only day one. Their teacher had told them that a seahorse named Sam would be joining the kinderguppies today. He spotted her in the hallway. She looked scared as if the classroom were a haunted house filled with gowls and goblins. She bravely made her way through the door, but then she darted into a corner, looking for a place to hide. The pout-pouch fish thought Sam might need a friend. Hello, he said. This is a good secret spot. Would you mind if I joined you? Sam smiled shyly and made room for him. Peeping out, they watched all the other kinder guppies arrive and gather around the teacher. That's Miss Hewitt, the pout-pout fish told Sam. It is time for morning meeting. At my old school, we called it circle time, not morning meeting, she said. I wonder what other differences you will discover today, the pout-pout fish said. Do you want to come and sit next to me? Sam gave a grateful nod, and they swam together to join the others. Miss Hewitt smiled at Sam and said, Good morning, everyone. We have had so many adventures together in our first 100 days, and today a new adventure begins. Are we going on a field trip? asked Octavian the octopus. No, the teacher said. Today we are starting an adventure with a new classmate. She introduced the seahorse and everyone said hello. For Sam, the new adventure was filled with highs and lows. 
During a math lesson, she and her friend used 100 blocks to make a tall tower. It was just as fun to clean them all up when it tipped over. But at recess, she discovered that the playground slide seemed too steep and curvy. Don't worry, the pout pout fish said. You will slide down when you are ready. During a yoga lesson, the seahorse didn't know any of the positions. Downward dogfish is my favorite, the pout pout fish said, as he showed her how to do it. For an art project, Miss Hewitt asked everyone to draw a picture of one of their classmates. I am going to make a picture of you, the pout pout fish told Sam. Sam laughed. And I'm going to make a picture of you, she said. When art time was over, the teacher asked everyone to write their partner's name under their picture and give it to them. Suddenly, Sam looked very upset. She scooted away back to her hiding place. The pout-pout fish wondered if she did not like his picture. This time, her hiding place was no secret. Her new classmates gathered around. What's wrong? asked Octavian. Was your day one not fun? Sam said it had been amazing. Each of you gave me one hundred reasons to feel welcome, and one of you most of all. But I feel embarrassed, because I forgot to ask his name. Oh, we know just who you mean, said Clara. He's a fantastic fellow, said Eli. He's one of a kind, said Kai. He's the pout-pout fish, everyone shouted, and then they gave a big cheer. It's a wonderful picture, said the pout-pout fish, and you're a wonderful friend, said Sam. The pout-pout fish smiled, feeling grateful for all his friends, new and old, near and far, underwater and above the ocean, including you. The End